0: it's not about being Arnold Schwarzenegger. Actually, I don't think the six pack should be the goal for everybody. I don't think aesthetics should be the goal for everybody, although they do count, they're great. I believe the goal should be, again, a brain, enhancing your brain, reducing stress, and getting your body to a point of where we feel it is normal enough where you can live a nice, energetic, and healthy
1: life. Hey dads, if you're not fit, and you're not in shape you're leaving energy on the table that's just as simple as that and i definitely have found in my life just that every time that i'm out of shape i have less energy for the kids less energy for the business and um, that's the reason i wanted to have dan go on the podcast he is a he works with entrepreneurs and dads. He's a young dad. Um, he's dad to young kids, I should say. He's he's over forty, but he's got a three month old. And he works with dads to entrepreneur dads to help them get fit um, so that they can succeed more in life and in their business. And so, um, let's jump into the interview with Dan. On the podcast, we have Dan Go as my special guest, and Dan is going to talk about fitness. He's going to talk about fatherhood. He's a new dad. He's got a three month old daughter. So, Dan, thanks for being on the podcast, man.
0: Dude, thank you so much for having me, Mike. Yeah, man, I've been interacting with you on Twitter and it's been a it's been a joy to interact with you. You're one of the 99% of people that are just awesome to interact with. So, very glad well, right, to be Right
1: right back at you, man. That's you. why I wanted you to have on the on this podcast is just because obviously cuz you're a dad and but one of the things that you talk about a lot is not becoming complacent. It's mm-hmm. easy as dads when you you have a, your first kid, like stuff starts to just you can get soft you, you think you can get soft in other areas and fitness being the one that most people get soft on. So that's why I wanted to have you on, man.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's insidious, man. I'll tell you that. To see the lack of care that's put into their bodies once they have a kid, it's almost... Uh, It's almost like they're shooting themselves in the foot. So I help help a lot of dads. I I help specifically entrepreneurs, but all literally like 99% of the entrepreneurs I help, their dads. And usually, when I talk to them, one of the things that's missing is energy with the kids, also attraction to the wife. They want their wife to feel proud of them. And and I always say this to dads too. It's like you attracted your wife based maybe on 60 to 50% of physical attractiveness. Sure. Yeah. And and then when you lose that. What do you think she's gonna what do you think she's gonna do and if and to me it's like the whole being out of health is also insidious it goes down to the family as well yeah. so if you're out of shape then it you're most likely gonna have out of shape kids and then uh, you hear on Twitter it's very binary everyone says that being out of shape is being is like child abuse to kids or something like that but <laughs> it is it's uh we're all controlled by our environment and the people that we look up to and if they're not in shape then yeah, it's not a good thing.
1: So you hit on a topic that was pretty charged right off the bat, which is being out of shape, but also raising out of shape kids is like mm. child abuse. It's, it, it is.
0: A little bit. And it's it's something that a lot of people can't necessarily see because they're so focused on trying to survive, a lot of them. Mm. I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to raise this kid. They're trying to put this kid on a sleep schedule. They're trying to get some sleep. And they're trying to make money. They're trying to support the family, especially from a dad perspective. I feel like there's two dichotomies at least from my perspective because my wife is doing she's not working right now she's taking care of the kids and i'm still like working at home and i'm going in and out of taking care of her and all this kind of stuff and i can see why the dad bod becomes a reality Mm -hmm. because if i didn't have my standards for my body before i got into fatherhood Then I saw myself starting to miss workouts. I saw myself starting to get tired. I saw myself being like, I don't really want to cook today. Can we just like order from Uber? You know, and, and and I see, but it's, it comes to a point where you have to set standards for yourself when it comes to taking care of everybody, when it comes to eating, it's literally, you have to make the maturity into adulthood when you make, when you have to make these choices. And a lot of people are still stuck in eating like children right now or eating like their children, essentially.
1: Yeah. And I can't remember if it was you that said, making a comment about with this whole quarantine COVID stuff, how that's easy. It's easy to just make an excuse then like it, mm-hmm. it, it, either there's a group of people that, that utilized this time and said, I'm going to, I'm going to learn a new skill or I'm going to, I'm going to work out more, or they're just like, they use an excuse to binge more on Netflix. Yeah.
0: The COVID situation was a microcosm of how people dealt with adversity. So I'll tell you a, a little story for me. It's, so I help entrepreneurs, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I, sell, I, I coach them, and I charge a pretty high ticket. I'm very expensive. So when COVID hit, it was around the same time that my daughter was born. She's about four months now. And that was like the first month in which I never signed on a client. I actually had a couple clients fall off because they were just scared about the whole COVID situation. Sure. And then for me, I was just like, oh, am I allowed to swear on this? Just to- you can. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll bleep
1: it out though, but you can swear.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I don't like the bleeps, so I won't swear. Uh, but when I saw what was happening, I was scared. And I was scared as much as everyone else was when this hit. Mm. And it was a litmus test. And I was just like, okay, I can't keep on doing the things that I'm doing right now. So what the heck am I going to do? So that's actually when Twitter, my Twitter account was born. And the reason why we met is because in the past like four months, I've grown my Twitter account from zero to now it's 18.8K or whatever it is. 18,000 followers, it's going to hit 20 soon. And that whole reason for that Twitter account was because I was just needing to do something different in order to deal with this like COVID situation, this, to deal with this difference, this whole change. And I look at COVID as a microcosm as of how people deal with adversity. And if you, if it brought you down and if it, if it made you like worse and you didn't do anything about it. That's something where you actually have to look at yourself and look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, what the F are you made of? Yeah. And a lot of the people I hang around are the ones that used COVID to launch incredible amounts of success. Mm. Not because they could have, but because they pivoted, because they adapted. So COVID to me was like an entire like adapt or die situation. And you're seeing it
1: play out even to this day. Yeah. And it's gonna continue to play out. It's not like the uncertainty is gonna go away anytime soon, right? It's
0: actually just starting right now. Right? Yeah. People don't realize the reverberating effects of what COVID bring. It's not just like the health aspect of things. It is the unemployment aspect. It is the businesses that are going out of business right now. It's the brick and mortars that are just closing their doors and we don't know of what these effects are going to be for the next six months to a year so far be it for me to say if we're going to be forecasting then we have to make our moves now yeah whatever moves you're going to make you got to make them now because you don't want to be get you don't want to get caught up if if who knows what happens six months eight months down the road sure so it should be increasing action
1: yeah So tell me about making moves specifically about what you do with entrepreneurs, because intuitively you think about entrepreneurs are are type A's, they're, they're hardworking guys, they're gals, and it sounds like you're working with them to get fit because they tend to let the business consume them and then they don't work on these other areas. But tell me about some of the barriers that they have that maybe you're helping them overcome as you work with them
0: very there's very specific ones so one they are not to be compared to a regular nine to five person who works a corporate job punches in and punches out they are dealing with extremely high levels of stress they have to put extreme amounts of mental energy into their businesses from a creation aspect from a management aspect from a (laughs) from dealing with all their their cohorts and employees and then still they have to deal with everything that's happening in the family they they have family Mm. lives so there's a very stark difference that i see with them and yes they are type a and i for me the reason i chose entrepreneurs is because i love working with type a's the same mentalities that they can bring from their businesses are the same mentalities they can bring towards being healthier now there is a mutually exclusive agreement that a lot of entrepreneurs have out there where they say that i must trade in my success for my body or my i'm sorry my success for my business and i must uh, trade that with the health of my body mm-hmm. so they make this mutually exclusive agreement they succeed i'm helping the people i help are like the new york times bestsellers they're the politicians they are the they're the people who are literally at the top of their fields and they make this mutually exclusive agreement usually it's for about five to ten years and then afterwards that's when they come to me and they're like all right we need to start doing something about this (laughs) Because, because i i actually talked about this before that there are health warning signs out there and if you're not heeding these health warning signs Then you are just asking for it's like the check light sign that goes on in your car. It's like check engine. If you just totally ignore that and you don't ask around, then guess what's going to happen to your car at that point. So, Mm. a lot of entrepreneurs that I work with, they're seeing these check engine lights. They're seeing that number one, they can't even look down and see their penis. Yeah, that's that's number
1: one. (laughs) That's Uh, bad. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's just bad. It's a bad thing. (laughs) Come on, guys. And the second thing, they don't have energy. They are grinding energy. They are grinding energy for the business and then when they get back home, they can do nothing but just be just on the couch, not doing anything, not even playing with their kids. The other ones are, like to get a little bit deeper with the, penis thing it's like they don't get erections in the morning which like I mm-hmm. said this on my Twitter so if you're not getting an erection in the morning that's a health warning sign mm, yeah so there's a lot of these things that are happening and they're just like blunting it it's like the guy who walks around with low back pain and he's like I'm just gonna live with this forever you know and, and yeah. <laughs> when I start working with these guys and I start putting them onto what I call like a mature eating style it's to start treating their bodies like a mature adult that's when they start to realize that health and also wealth are inextricably linked so i've seen so many people that i've worked with so i'll give you a couple of examples so i'm working with this new york times bestseller he finished an entire biography of one of the biggest stars in human history mm-hmm. and he worked specifically he worked cohort cohorted with him completed the book during our time he is as he is as uh, as not ruthless, I was gonna say, but he's actually expanding his business now because he has the health, he has the energy, he doesn't have the stress. And I have other people who just doubled their incomes, who just completely changed their businesses. I have an e-comm guy who, uh, where COVID hit him hard. And when we started working on his health, he actually had the mind to pivot. And I actually say this, and, and I know I'm going off on a tangent here, um, but, when you work out and when you take care of your health, it's not to look sexy. Yes, you want to look confident with your shirt off and all this kind of stuff. I get it. But what you are doing is you're changing your brain chemistry,
1: mm.
0: right? You're not working out for your body as much as you are working out for your brain. So when I see very fat entrepreneurs who are, r- are crushing it in their businesses, I'm like, you could crush it three to four to five times more yeah. if you just took care of your health.
1: I think that's a, that's an under discussed point because I feel like maybe in the spheres, I'm always like in Twitter, it's kind of like, you have this like workout Twitter. That's all about like just young guys picking up ladies. And it's, I guess that's cool. If that's what you want to like do, out of that Twitter, just, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, out of Twitter yeah, <laughs> but it, there is, I, I noticed that when I'm not working out, when I let my workout slump. You're mentally not as cognizant as you would be. You're not performing at the level and it's, yes, I want to look sexy. Yeah. I want to attract my wife. Yeah. I want to, but at the same time, there's this whole benefit over here. That's not talked about enough.
0: It, the brain benefit is not even spoken when I talk to these entrepreneurs. So a lot of them say, I just want to have more focus and all this kind of stuff. And even just going to the gym for an hour and lifting weights. You would not uh, you would not even believe the amount of ideas that comes when my clients do this and when I do this as well, because what you're doing is you're literally sending endorphins into your body. So you're making yourself feel better. Right. You're sending these positive endorphins in. The other thing is that it's, it's actually proven by science that you are changing brain chemistry. You are making yourself less depressed. You are making yourself more focused. And a lot of the experiences that I have with clients, actually I'm helping this, um, I'm helping this guy who uh, he's in New York and he was dealing with uh, these massive allergy symptoms. He was out of shape as well. He was, uh, he had sleep apnea. And just a couple of adjustments to his diet. We made a couple of adjustments to his workouts and all this kind of stuff. He's actually telling me, His energy went from a 6 out of 10 to an 8 or 9 out of 10 in one week just by being an adult with your body and then now he's starting to say that my wife or not his wife but his girlfriend said to him is you're actually not snoring as much at night Mm -hmm. as you were before and again now that he's going into his work he, he actually does a startup he says that he has more energy than he knows what to do with yeah, He he actually does not even know what to do with this energy when he gets back from work. He wants to keep on working. And I actually tell him, he's like, don't do that, please. But again, we have to make a corollary that the workouts and taking care of your body is not just for looking sexy. It's not just for your health or your physical health. It is for your brain health. Yeah. And- I'm going to take a look of water as we yeah no
1: it's it's funny i have this like agreement with my brother-in-law who we try to keep each other accountable for working out And i'm like dude if i ever text you or call you to like complain about something you just say shut up have you went for a run have you lifted some weights yet and, and yeah. if i answer no <laughs> then go do that and then let's talk about the issue that you have okay. and, and it's amazing it's amazing how well that works
0: you know what it was, it's something simple as walking in nature right yeah. One of the things that I say, one of my clients, actually the same client is, dude, I am just so stressed. And then that is where my allergies come in. And right now I'm not feeling as much stress, but it's still there. And I told him, I was like, okay, midday, we're going to take a walk in nature, 15, 20 minutes. You're not going to even touch your phone. And something as simple as that done on an everyday basis, he's telling me that, dude, I feel a lot better. I don't have my allergy symptoms as much, even though he's outside. And then I just say this, every single time it's it's not about being arnold schwarzenegger actually i don't think the six-pack should be the goal for everybody i don't think aesthetics should be the goal for everybody although they do count they're great i believe the goal should be again a brain enhancing your brain reducing stress and getting your body to a point of where we feel it is normal enough where you can live a nice energetic and healthy life
1: boom that's yeah, it. Man. Okay, so obviously you work with the high-end clients, right? So yeah. if the average dad is listening to this, maybe they got young kids. Maybe they're 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 either their employee or their entrepreneur. What are some practical first steps? You say, hey, what are what are three things they can do tomorrow? So, so I'll give you four steps. Okay, actually,
0: so these are this is actually what I call I, it. Sounds so like cliche, but it's called the ABS sequence. Mm-hmm. But I, if every time if anyone just goes into this sequence they are going to get the results that they want. So the first one is going to be A, you need to assess where you are. A lot of, okay, so I always ask this question to fathers, entrepreneurs, a lot of people. I'm like, okay, so when's the last time you tracked your income? They're like, I track it, I tracked it yesterday, I track it daily. So I, was, so I put it back to them, okay, when is the last time you tracked your weight? And then it's like silence. Hmm. So why do you track a metric for your business and you don't track a metric for your body? It doesn't make sense. So the first step is to assess where you are. This means that on the first level, just track your weight on an everyday basis. On the second level, it means getting your measurements done, at least around your chest, your navel, and around your hips. And at the nth level, this is actually so every single entrepreneur I work with, I get them to do a DEXA scan. Mm. And a DEXA scan, what a DEXA scan is. I don't right? know what that is actually, no. Oh, okay, yeah. so for people who don't know, uh, when when they step on their scales at home and they're getting a body fat percentage or, or whatever, it is completely false. It's completely BS because what they're doing is something called bioimpediments. It's not accurate whatsoever. They're literally doing a measurement based on your weight and this kind of stuff. It's not even anywhere close to being exact. So we need the most exact numbers coming back at us. And what a DEXA scan does is a DEXA scan is literally a snapshot of your fat and muscle and where you carry this. So there's a number of like things that we look at exactly. Okay, so where are you predominantly carrying your body fat for a lot of them? It's like their chest and not their chest, but actually their chest and their stomach. And we see exactly what what's called like their android to gyner ratio and all this kind of stuff. I'm not going to get too detailed on the numbers, but it gives us a snapshot of what their health looks like from a body fat percentage. And personally for me, I think body fat is one of the main determiners of how long you're going to be living on this life. You don't need to be like 10%. You don't need to be 8%, but you do need to be at a normal level where mm-hmm. you are going to be avoidant of most natural diseases. So for me, that's anywhere between 15 to 19%. All right. But that's always the first goal for our clients. So we need to assess where we are. The second thing we need to do is actually find a natural way to burn the fat. So this would be the B from the ab sequence. And you want to find a natural way in which to eat so you can actually burn the fat and do so that fits your lifestyle. One of the things that we do with our clients is it's actually something I don't see a lot of people doing. We <laughs> eat, have them, find what is their natural rhythm of eating, at least for fat loss. So a lot of times you're going to hear you got to do 12 for eight, or you got to do two deals a day and you got to do OMAD or whatever it is, or OMAD being like one meal a day. Mm-hmm. And, and quite honestly, like all that stuff is overrated to the highest degree. What we do with our clients is we put them on a very specific schedule that we feel fits their lifestyle, that we feel fits uh, their work life especially, and also the life that they live at home and it has to naturally fit. If we don't do this upfront, then they're just gonna be pretty much swimming upstream as we call it. So we put them on the schedule and then yet at the same time, we don't leave them there. We, you go through a seven to 14 day adaption period and then that is gonna tell you what your true meal schedule looks like. So it looks like this. If we put a, if we put someone on, a, let's just say a 16-8 diet, 12 o'clock, four o'clock, eight o'clock, we've had clients on that come back to us and be like, you know what, Dan, Uh, I want to push the first meal a little bit more up because I'm not hungry. We have other clients that say I need to have food at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock or I'm going to be going crazy. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you have other clients who are like, I don't like the second meal. So there is a natural schedule to how everyone eats. That is natural to them, their own biology. And then once you find that we have clients coming back to us and say that, hey, I'm losing weight, I'm dieting down, I'm eating great, but it doesn't. I'm not hungry. So what do we have to realize about diet is dieting, when you're losing weight, is 50% reducing the energy that's coming into your body. The other 50% is managing hunger and making sure it fits your actual lifestyle. All right, so that's burn. You want to burn the fat. The next one is build. So this is a, the second B in the ab system. So this mm-hmm. is the third step. A lot of people, especially entrepreneurs, they shoot themselves in the foot when they do diet and they do cardio at the same time. Mm. They need, they, they try to make their workouts about burning fat as much as possible, which is the opposite of what a workout should do. The workout, especially for guys who are over the age of 30, 35, it should be primarily about getting stronger, and building muscle so we do this uh we actually incorporate a workout that's called power building and depending on your level of expertise we want to number one make you strong number two we want to make you look aesthetic and we want to keep as much muscle if not build muscle as much as possible throughout this process and i'll give you an example so we did a dexa scan for one of my clients his name is kyle he does all the the commercials for nike for td all his places and with Kyle, what happened was we dropped about, I think it was like 14 or 15% body fat, which is incredible in a 16-week time frame. But also, we increased his lean mass by a factor of, I believe it was like 19 pounds of lean mass gained. Wow. Now, is, is that all muscle? I don't know. You, you can't say that you gained 19 pounds of muscle in a 16-week time frame. That is almost scientifically like impossible, but... What happened was his basal metabolic rate or his daily kind of like the way that he burns, it increased by like 100 calories. Wow. It's incredible. So people make the mistake of trying to do cardio on top of dieting to lose weight. We don't get our clients to do cardio at all because we have to look at cardio as a stress as well. So Mm. when you do cardio, you start to increase cortisol. And for guys who are already like stressed the F out in their businesses and their families – why would you add more stress on top of that it is i don't know it's irresponsible whoever told them to do that so we have to build muscle and we have to do it in a way that's safe and i incorporate something that's called power building but i call it like the lazy man's workout because literally when you get strong and when you're trying to work out for strength you have to have long rest periods so We have clients, some of them are on like three exercises, that's it, per day, and we have them just steadily increasing their gains on the exercises. And that is enough for a lot of people when they're on a fat loss phase. When it comes to muscle building, it's completely different. Now the last one, which is the S in the ab system, is called sustain. Mm. You need to understand sustainability. So. Everyone thinks that a diet is a lifestyle. That is complete horse crap, okay? <laughs> Everyone's like, a diet is a lifestyle. It should be a lifestyle. I'm like, you have no clue about what you are even talking about because that is, that is the platitude upon platitude that is based on non-education. It's not even being educated. The thing is, like, you diet down to get to a lower level of body fat, to get yourself to a normal level of body fat. Then you have to understand the other 50%, which is understanding how to sustain it. So what people think is I just have to diet, get myself down to a low weight, and that's it. I'm good. People don't understand that you have to – your body goes through metabolic adaptions. Your hormones get affected when you lose a big amount of weight, when you lose like 30, 40, 50 pounds off. Your hormones are going to get jacked, leptin Mm -hmm. and ghrelin. I don't want to get into like the details of these, but they are going to get jacked. We have to gently bring you back to what we call, we have to do a diet recovery. Yeah. And we have to make sure that we gently bring you back to the amount that you should be eating on a regular basis. So do you know about calories at all? And, and all Yeah, that?
1: a little bit. Yeah. I feel like that's a big point of discussion, especially. Yeah, with, like...
0: It's a big one. So I'll try to I'll try to make it simplest. Obviously, you need to be taking in less calories than than you usually take in order to lose weight. And it takes about three thousand calories to burn off a pound of fat. So when you do this for a long time, when you diet for a long time, and I say long, anywhere between twelve to twenty weeks, this will have a metabolic effect on your body. If you try to eat the amount of food that you can eat off of dieting, you're going to get fat because your body has to gently get back there. So we do something called diet recovery and then afterwards we focus in on sustaining the weight loss and I, and this is a true stat, only 2% of people who lose weight are actually able to keep it off. This is actually one of the reasons why I'm very expensive because I ask my clients this all the time, what would it actually cost you to lose the 50 pounds and never have to worry about it for the rest of your life and a lot of people are like it's priceless whatever it is it is priceless because only two percent of people are able to do it so what we do after we diet recover we actually set new goals for each other and we get maybe a little bit more deeper into muscle building we do some things like I'm not going to get too deep into it again like body recomps and lean bulks and all this kind of stuff but these are done in order to make sure that you're not always keeping yourself in a fat loss phase that you understand that there has to be phases for muscle building and all this kind of stuff and also it helps you eat more and it makes the diet more sustainable or it makes the eating style more sustainable because you're taking in more food you're not denying yourself and that is what the ab system is and if everyone actually took themselves through these four steps they're not easy very simple if they took themselves through these four steps They would be a lot farther than what people are doing right now, which is like uh, trying one thing, doing it for 30 days and just getting off of it, going from one diet to another, trying every single fat out there.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a good point because there's a lot of, there's a lot of dangers to getting in that fat loss phase and staying in that long term, And then you're not going to achieve the goals that you have, which is maybe say, Hey, I want to lose weight. Then I want to gain muscle. So then you're screwed that way.
0: Do you mind if I take you through the life cycle of, so when someone does like a fat diet, let's just say they do keto or whatever it is. I have nothing against keto. I have nothing against IF, but whatever. Let's just say they do keto. They lose like 40 pounds. Then they think that keto is going to be the lifestyle that they have to live. So what happens when they have a weak spot in their life and they're surrounded by carbs and all these foods? What happens when they eat like one of those things, right? Right. then they're gonna gain, okay, they do that, they step on the scale, okay, I gained back a pound, that's okay, Yeah, whatever. And then the floodgates start to open a little bit. They start to eat a little bit more carbs. They realize that it wasn't part of their lifestyle whatsoever, that carbs are always gonna be here. So could they lose fat in a way that could actually incorporate these carbs, but no. They never learned how to eat carbs in the first place. So the more carbs that they eat, because it's not sustainable, the more fat they gain, and then they're back to where they were at the beginning, but with a worse metabolism, with horrible, with with pretty much like I said before, jacked up hormones, and a lack of education. Yeah. and they're like, I just gained back my 40. That actually is even worse than not losing it at all.
1: Because right? the get, whole system's messed up by that point. The whole system's
0: messed up, and then they just lose hope. Yeah, because they get there and they're like, I just gained back all this weight. I I did so much and I took so much effort to get there. Now I gained it back now. Now, what do I do? And then they try to get back on that diet. It doesn't work as fast for them anymore. And then that's a lot of times. That's when they call me or call someone else. But hopefully they call someone that actually knows that body transformation and dieting is a dangerous thing to the body. Mm. It's dangerous. And you can't. That's the reason I say to all my clients: you can't go willy-nilly into this. You can't do a diet and think you're going to get away scot-free. Yeah. It will have an effect on your body, and if you don't do it right, then you're going to be like everyone else. You're going to be like the 98% that are not able to keep it off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then you lose hope, and and, and your you yeah hope. things are messed up. Yeah. Despair. You, oh, you yeah.
0: wouldn't I wouldn't imagine the amount of. So I do these calls with my clients. I'm always taking notes. Of despair. That's all, I, that's a lot of what I hear because they think that's always going to be the reality for them, yeah. which is false. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Dan, thanks so much, man. I think this is extremely enlightening. I think it's an important topic. I, I think it's a timely topic and I appreciate you sharing a lot of the wisdom with my listeners, man.
0: Yeah, dude, this was, this is fun. I hope you send me the recording because I'm just going to be taking notes of everything I see. I don't know. This is, you got Definitely. so much out of me. Is like, I, this is actually part <laughs> of the reason for, I love Twitter because it brings all these thoughts out of me that would have normally been inside. Exactly. Know? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's and what I people pre- resonate with. Yeah, and I appreciate you uh, having me
1: on, man. I appreciate
0: yeah. I appreciate you being diligent and just keeping them following up and all that kind of stuff, too. Yeah, know? thanks. Yeah, um, so
1: we can, you can find Dan at, on Twitter, at FitFounder yes. is his uh, username. And then where else can they find you, Dan?
0: They can find me at HighPerformanceFounder.com. Okay. I haven't even launched this site yet. Uh, because we're still doing, we're still doing some stuff. But uh, highperformancefounder.com dot com is where you can find me. That's where I'm going to be doing my articles. That's where I'm going to be doing my podcast, and and yeah, subscribe to the newsletter. And can't wait to interact with with you.
1: Awesome, thanks, Dan. All
0: right, thank you.
1: Thank you for listening, and thank you for making an investment in being a great dad and investing in your family. This show is proudly made possible and supported by Waypoint. Uh, waypoint helps guide managers on their journey through leadership you can learn more at waypointhq.com. and as always if you have a suggestion for the show or a guest or feedback please don't hesitate to email me mike at twocentdad.com and if you want to make sure you never miss any great content then you got to get on the email list and you can do that on the website twocentdad.com until next time i'm your host mike sudick